0: Hey, Special Educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, All are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, Jennifer from Positively Learning. So glad that you're here. How are you? Seriously, how are you? Most likely you've seen the title of this episode and chose to hit play. So as a Special Educator, does it ever get easier? There's no simple answer, of course. And if you've been teaching for a while, I'd love to hear what you think. So my perspective is as a special educator and then moving into instructional coaching, working with special educators. And I can give an answer that I think so. I know for me it did and for many that I've worked with it did. But what I cannot speak to is the state of education right now. And we know that so much is being asked of you and... There's a lot of pressure coming from outside forces, but what I can speak to is the idea of self-preservation and looking at how we can make things more sustainable so that you can stay in the job that you felt called to do. I remember there were so many days I would think, I wish I could just teach. What would that be like if I could just teach? Because that's what I thought I was signing up for. I'm sure some of you have felt the same way at times. This episode is also not going to feature self-care tips. I feel like if you were looking for something like that, you could easily access that online. I know that for myself, when I was in the thick of it and hearing self-care tips, it felt like One more thing I wasn't doing a good job with. I felt like a sense of pressure. I thought, oh, I should be taking a walk. I should be taking a bath or doing something else I enjoy. But I am so tired and I'm not even doing the bare minimum of what I need to get done right now. So I'm not going to be talking about self-care tips in a bubble, but I am going to be talking about self-preservation. So let's define that. It's a noun. Self-preservation is the protection of oneself from harm or death, especially regarded as a basic instinct in human beings and animals. And here it is in context. A sense of self-preservation cautioned her not to stick around. (laughs) So it seems a little bit dramatic, or is it spot on? In past podcast episodes and on my website for years, my focus has always been on saving time because I think that if you had the ability to just take a deep breath and you had more time, many things would resolve themselves. So that's a sustainability and I will continue to do that with future episodes, whether it's sustainability and how you handle collecting data organizing paperwork, the IEP writing process, all of those things that you do. But as far as self-preservation, that can look very different for all of us. I'm definitely not qualified to provide mental health advice, but I can share my experience and my own background. My background started with 15 years in early childhood music movement in the arts. I'm dual certified, moved into special education, and had no intentions of ever leaving. I was always looking to perfect my craft. I was one of those intense teachers. I took advantage of every opportunity that came my way. So I was a model teacher for the district. I was a site mentor for Teach for America because we had a lot of teachers at our school. And we had a teacher development leadership program at our school, which was really great. I was full-time teaching, but then I also received training on how to mentor um, teachers at our school. So very similar to like mini instructional coaches. And it was a great program because our school was so huge and we had a lot of new teachers because I was in this big city district that had high turnover. I share this background with you just to give you an idea of what type of teacher I was not the most relaxed person. That's for sure. I was always trying to help and I was always trying to get more knowledge and read more books and have more educational conversations because I was always trying to improve. It was kind of like that merry-go-round I never got off. And I look back at the teachers that I was mentoring at the time and I just shiver. It's like looking back at your first year of teaching and you just can't believe it. That's how I feel about those teachers. I feel terrible. I was not doing a great job mentoring. What I was doing was doing observations, and these happened at lunch or during my planning period. I would do a quick observation and come away with a list of ideas to support the students in the lesson. Like, oh, here's some visuals that could help the student during that lesson so they could be more independent and access the content. And I was problem solving exactly like I would do if they were my own students. In a nutshell, I was basically giving that teacher more to do. I was giving them a list of ideas so that the student could get even more from their lesson. And I wasn't helping the teacher in any way develop as a teacher, noticing those opportunities to reach the student. So I was giving them more to do and basically less support. So it was kind of the opposite of self-preservation. Ugh, I feel so bad now that I can reflect on it. And if you are one of those teachers listening, I am so sorry. Moving along with my background story, my husband's job ended up moving us from Baltimore City to Indianapolis, so across the country, and this move is gonna take place mid-school year. So I did not renew my teaching contract. I knew I wasn't gonna be there. Instead, I accepted a online instructional coaching position. The training I received in this program was so good. It changed everything for me. And granted, I have been in education for 22 years at this point. I am so thankful for the training that I received. And now to the point of this episode, I wanna pass on the one thing that made such a difference, both for me and for the teachers I supported. So I was in a non-evaluative coaching role. So I was there to help not do a performance review. Many times, and it happened especially with veteran teachers, When I would do an initial observation, they would show me the best of the best. So it was really tricky to offer any suggestions and to see where they really needed help. And it was interesting because some new teachers didn't do that. They showed me like the hot mess of their day and said, here you go, please help me and that was actually so much better because we didn't have to find where these trouble spots were they were just showing it to me but if i did see a initial lesson that was very good i would always have to go back and be like well what's the one part of your school day if it could change for you it would make such a difference like it's maybe the one part that you really dread As I'm asking this question, I hope that you listening are asking yourselves. So let me use the example of dismissal. Dismissal is dreadful. It could be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is at your school, but it's kind of a dead zone. And when you think of that definition of self-preservation, that's it, like let's survive this. Let's get everybody where they need to go. Uh, It's not pleasant. There might not be like sweet words being exchanged. It's just a hot mess. And afterwards, you probably don't feel really great about things. All right, so let's handle dismissal. That'll be the next observation. Me as the coach on the outside looking in, it is much easier for me to provide suggestions. Then we might spend the next two observations, about two weeks, solving it. We try out things, tweak it, make it your own. Problem solved. So there are so many great things that have just happened, and it's way more than dismissal. First off, let's look at the mood. Everybody's probably left the classroom, both students and adults, in a better mood. Yes, dismissal may still be completely chaotic, but it doesn't have that negative energy with raised voices, feeling like you're forgetting something, and that just defeated feeling when everybody leaves. Then as the teacher, you may get some extra benefits. One, maybe you're getting some time back. Because dismissal is more efficient. And what could you do with that extra time? Could you use it to do something else that was on your list or maybe just take a deep breath? You also are getting a confidence boost. You had a problem, you asked for help, and it got solved pretty quickly. Now, where else could you apply that same strategy? I used the example of dismissal, but we applied this to all different situations from behavior support to differentiation in lesson planning, co-teaching, assessment, you name it. So now think about your own situation. Where can you get a quick win? Maybe it's a much bigger problem. Where can you break it down to get those quick wins? Just like we do for our students, right? All right, contrast to that with the story I shared about the first teachers I was mentoring. I was giving them a list of helpful tips, but it was a list of helpful tips. How is that gonna help anybody? No, go for one, solve it, move on. Now let's bring it back to the topic of this episode. Does it get any better? I cannot answer that for you. In my experience, it did. It takes some time and it takes some courage. It takes courage to ask for help. I know that's not very easy for me. So I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I hope it was helpful. I'm gonna continue to offer suggestions to increase sustainability. In my mind, that means streamlining systems, putting things in place so that you can be more present. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know how I can help. And let's wrap this up with one of my favorite quotes. It's by Mary Ann Radmaker. Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.